Welcome to the Practice Podcast, conversations probing the nature of practice. I'm your host, Dave Firon. Well, we who have studied leadership advise leaders, taught about how to lead, have an awful lot of material to draw from, maybe countless documents. But here's a fresh approach undertaken by the discussion partner collaborative led by Tom Casey. He asked them to do their summer reading in the genre of children's books from a selected list uh, representing the mainstream of children's books, the ones that we read to children who are under 10 and ask them to read them with an open mind and think about what lessons of leadership are taught early through these books. And so here's the conversation with Tom to get the first pass on what they learned. It'll be followed by a blog and eventually by other formal documents, perhaps even a book a book about children's books and leadership. But I was intrigued and I wanted to have this conversation with Tom as soon as they had finished the summer reading, and they have. So here is my friend Tom Casey. Folks, there are some people who I just keep chasing and having another episode with. It sounds like some kind of a medical thing, doesn't it, Tom? But uh, uh, this is a good episode, uh, and this is Tom Casey, who is the uh, managing director of the Discussion Partners and um, just so active in so many ways, supporting mainly smaller businesses who need um, a lot of guidance to um, deal with change and succession and uh all these crazy things that keep popping up in all of our lives. But when they hit a business, they hit multiple people at the same time. And Tom is the guy to call. So uh, how's that for a build up, Tom? That, that sounds good, David. You know, and uh, when you were saying chasing me down, I was thinking the word stalking, but we haven't quite gone that far. <laughs> no. I, 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 do have to, I do have to share with you that our clients are all over the lunar landscape from the Fortune 100 to the startups. Oh. Uh, so uh, I, I didn't want my partners to go. Did, you know, Tom, you forgot to tell me I was fired if they were working on a large account. Uh, but um, I get it. Yeah. I, you know, I've only known you and you work with the smaller businesses. So I here I well, was forgetting that there's a lot more in the well, in the picture. But I that's can't it's, forget, it's a I great can't range. The, I can't forget the people who would complain. <laughs> so oh yeah. Uh, but it also does lead me to the uh, the topic at hand, which is the research that we did over the summer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, as you know, David, the Discussion Partner Collaborative is, is research-oriented, okay? We do our own research. Uh, oftentimes, we do it pro bono, but we also self-select topics that we think our clients would be interested in. Mm-hmm. Then we publish the research, and then we engage in podcasts, blogs, articles, speeches. 
This one was unusual and it actually caused some consternation within the partnership because I had read a BBC um, article or posting uh -huh. that essentially said that adults should be paying more, more attention to uh, uh, what is contained in the books that they are reading to their children. Yeah. Okay. And it just kind of left it open like that. So I decided that wouldn't it be great if over the summer, uh, my partners, there's, there's 65 of them, the, the network is over 200, but there's mm -hmm. 65 people actually carrying the card. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't we read children's books over the summer and determine, is there anything in those books that uh, if only we had been paying attention, would have made us better managers, leaders, and obviously to export that conclusion to our clients, if meaningful. That was the charge that we gave to the partnership. Oh, I, now, I, I think you, that's a bold and uh, nicely unusual for uh, serious re researcher consultants like you. And uh, I'm delighted to know that you did it. Oh, it was also makes it, your, your popularity rather risky because you're having to deal with, oh, let me see if I get this. You want me to read kids books over the summer. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I'm too old to read kids books. You know, uh -huh. Uh -huh. my grandchildren are in college. There was a lot of pushback on this one, David. It was not a, it was not a uh, task that was embraced as a brilliant idea initially. Mm -hmm. you know, it wasn't even embraced as an idea worthy of their time initially, but we got into it and Good. we chose, we chose a list of books, 50 books uh, that were uh, uh, presented in, in a, uh, uh, by a, a group called common sense media. Mm -hmm. And they had a list of 50 books that um, they believe that all children should be aware of by the age of 12. And they're looking at the conditioning, adolescent conditioning, and they're looking at, you know, the uh, insights from the books themselves. And they had a list of 50. So we read all 50. Wow. Okay. You know, we divided it up, read it. Uh, everybody added, maybe added a book, you know, given my Peruvian uh, affiliation uh, via my sp spouse and her family, I did add Paddington Bear. Okay, oh, yes. It's not on the list of 50, which kind of irritated my Peruvian family, but <laughs> that was added. And other people added um, uh, uh, The Grinch That des Destroyed Christmas. I mean, th there were a few that we decided to put in. Mm -hmm. But what, what happened is very early on in this exploration, we realized that there were common themes within the books. Okay. And that the these themes are important. They were important when the author espoused them. They're important when they were being read to us as children. They were important when we were reading them to our children, and they are important when we're reading them to our grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the common thematics there, and in terms of their degree of intensity and importance to us, just literally jumped out. Okay. And, you know, it, 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 the, the common themes, you know, that I'll, I'll select a couple that jumped out at us 
were collaboration, i.e. teamwork, were respect, were kindness, were a lot of things that, you know, we really should be practicing, which is the purpose of where, where yours and uh, Peter's research is going. That's right. Put it into is, action. What, what would happen? Yeah. What would happen if we were just practicing these things? Would we yeah. have been better leaders? Okay. And frankly, if we had been better leaders and we were taking these things seriously uh, as, uh, um, as adults, all right, uh, would, would not only our enterprises be more effective, but the world around us be more, uh, uh, there'd be more comedy in the world as we know it. Okay? I see it. I see that. So during the processes that we engaged in really debates about things like expediency, not written up in any of these children's books. The word never appeared, okay? Not words like selfishness. Unselfish, that was there. Selfish, well, no. Uh, um, you know, other words that we thought were explosive, which are facts of life right now, okay? I, you know, we're coming into uh, the early October, the date we just barely survived a, uh, a government shutdown, and we're still not abundantly clear who's the speaker of the house is going to be by the end of the week. Mm -hmm. Okay, and we're seeing the ex president now having to go to court to defend his business practices, and pretty soon going to court having criminal charges brought against him. Yeah. Okay, we're seeing a war in Europe, and we're seeing whether or not we as a society are going to be supporting that war or not. And, you know, God help us, we have to be living, you know, three feet under the dirt and not to be assaulted by the news about the upcoming elections in the United States. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, you know, as, as, a, as, as a world, we're surrounded by things that would suggest expediency, would suggest self-absorption, would suggest selfishness, or would suggest unwillingness to confront. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, when we were going through that exercise and, and circling back to the book and, and getting off my, my um, pedestal here about how to make a better world and narrowing it down to what the books told us about leadership, it was, Jesus, we should have been paying attention, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you have to step back and say, I never read books to my children, but I would read them to my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. And you know, really wanting to start was the words in conclusion, because I had other things that I had to accomplish. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it came across as a task. Okay. For the most part, periodically, I'd be relaxed and enjoying the experience of being with them. But, you know, for the most part, I, I want to be very truthful. Sorry, kids, that, you know, it was, uh, uh, now they're in college, so I can, they'll accept the apology. <laughs> but now that they, the, the thing is that it was, it was something that I look forward to being with them. I didn't necessarily enjoy reading books when they were younger. Yeah. Okay. Cause they would always want you to take your time. That's so right. All of the things that were contained in these books, if I had been paying attention and if I had embedded them into the way that I thought about myself as a leader and the supposedly good advice I'm giving to other people about their leadership models mm -hmm. and their development strategies for people. I think I would, I think I would have been better off. Um, intriguing. Uh, and I am trying my damnedest to remember the books that I read my kids 
to see if I could think of at least one leadership modeling done by one of the characters. And and maybe that's because a lot of the main characters did leadership modeling to move them through the dilemma, through the uh, the thing that held the kids' attention while we're saying, right. what's going to happen next? And I think that there's that sense of, um, uh-oh, someone better do something. I mean, certainly, as you just enumerated, we say that now about our our whole national situation. Someone ought to do something. And in those books, and you did um, yeoman work to read, have 50, 50 or books, more yeah. of them read. Or 50, is, 51 is, if we add in Paddington, yes. <laughs> and, and, and even in Paddington, I think he turned out to be very resourceful and uh, thrown out into um, being lost from the family and figuring things out. So there was two levels there. One was self-sufficiency and resourcefulness that was aimed at here's here's what followers can do so they don't always have to end up needing a hero to save them. And on the other hand, uh, the characters, as I recall, I would be comfortable with because in a way they were projecting my values on on my kids. They'd look at me and or my wife's and they'd say, look at that mother or look at that father and then they look at us <laughs> you know like sure. how are we meet how are we matching up so right. those are my first impressions of what this interesting research you guys are doing well i think that you know let's, let's focus on two of them okay that that uh probably resonated with me the more okay uh well actually three one is bias when children are born they they, they enter humanity without a bias mm. okay, they learn that they learn that from us oh, yeah. the good ones preference and the bad ones all right so maybe we should be more aware that they are paying attention to us and not behave like morons <laughs> as it relates to tolerance about race and in, in, inequalities uh, uh tolerance of political discourse if you if you're in disagreement Okay, those are things that they observe from us. And then, frankly, they pattern our behaviors, okay, because mm -hmm. they think we're smarter than they are. Well. I'm sure I would concur with that, <laughs> but they pattern that. But they In some things, we are, yeah. Um, some things I, I think I, I, you know, my IQ is going south on that. <laughs> the other one would be kindness, okay? Nothing, nothing, nobody ever died from kindness. But when somebody is being unkind, all right, it is noticeable. And when somebody's being unkind and people are embracing what is obviously inappropriate, that makes it worse to me. Okay, that mm -hmm. shows that that shape takes the extrapolation from what we were uh, promoting our children to think like and then how it's manifested. The, the, the example that the uh, example, unfortunately, being in early October and, you know, uh, living in a blue state here, I was offended when ex-President Trump was at California State Republican Convention, and he started uh, uh, being sarcastic about the uh, victimization of Nancy Pelosi's husband. And yeah, people that, laughed. And people yeah, laughed. Yeah. That, that just offends me as a human being. Yeah. That, that just, uh, forget the fact that I would perceive myself to be a moderate Democrat. As a human being, that's inappropriate. 
That's right. That's the most unkind thing that I could think of anybody could say. And the fact that it's the next president of the United States who wants to be president again, that drives him to distraction. Yep. Okay. Not many villains in any of the children's books quite as oh. nefarious as him. <laughs> or, well, you know, we, we, we should probably elevate away from politics, David, or else you, know, <laughs> you won't be stalking me in the future. But oh, you know, let's, I will. Take the, let's, let's take the, with the, um, uh, the collaboration part. Yeah. Okay. Uh, collaboration is good. Okay. But a lot of our meritocracies are in order for me to win, somebody has to lose. Mm -hmm. Okay. And in order for me to uh, win, I have to beat the other guy's money, all of the standards. But then when you look at push comes to shove, uh, the, the best example during the summer when we were reading the books was actually the uh, Pennsylvania uh, tra uh, tragedy where the road fell out. Yes. And every, all of the brilliant advisors are saying, oh my God, it's going to take months to put together. But the governor there, young guy, just elected, I believe. Yeah, just elected. Pulled together all of these resources and they were back up and running in within 12 days. That was amazing. Yeah, it, because it everybody just yeah, everybody just decided that, you know, we're going to put aside, you know, all of our biases and all of our uh, 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 presuppositions and work the problem. Work okay? the problem. And, and, co and collaborated on it. And, mm -hmm. and these were the things that were jumping out at us from the children's books. I mean, one of the my partners is 71, uh, former senior partner from McKinsey, and he basically said about halfway through this exercise, if I only had been paying attention to this stuff, I would have been a much better leader <laughs> and we were hearing, and we were hearing that, and we've been showcasing some of the early returns from the the. I think the blog will be published this week, actually. But good, you know, pre pre reading peer review. Uh, it's people. It, it's taking them by surprise how obvious these lessons learned and later ignored, or frankly, probably immediately ignored. Okay, how powerful they are. See that that's. One of the many intriguing things I've heard so far, Tom, what happens to us after we've been influenced by these books being read to us and we're getting a pretty good sense of how to live in this world that we forget it when we particularly when we're moving up into adulthood and acquire power. It seems that that's where <laughs> Uh, the erasing starts to happen. Uh, yeah, that's all well and good, but we've got to drive through. We've got to, you know, stay stay out of the uh, out of the holes that are opening up for us. So let's just be ruthless. Yeah, <laughs> for, I for think a while. I, well, I think that I think that I don't use the words ruthless. Or, or selfish, or calculating, or uh, um, uh, behaviors that were success, if not criminality, really not very nice behaviors. Yeah. What I do, what I would 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 suggest that my conclusion. This is my personal conclusion, and it's debatable within the discussion part of the community. I would I I take the view that it has devolved into self-absorption. You are only selective in terms of who you embrace beyond that. Mm. Hopefully it is your spouse, your family, 
your friends, etc. But almost you are the center of your own universe as it relates to behaviors. Yeah. Okay. And you, the behaviors that you choose to as a leader, as a parent, as a, as a family member, uh, become very selective. Not only selective in what they are, but who you encompass with the good ones. Wow, that's a very interesting thesis. Uh, uh, yeah, my, uh, you know, I, 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 it'll probably condemn me to therapy for the next twenty years. But <laughs> when I think about it, when I yeah. think about it, that's that's my conclusion. Because frankly, no other explanation is logical to me. Self-absorption, uh, so that we're now editing in a way our values. Right saying, well, I'm going to be full out wonderful for these folks, but I don't know about those folks. I think or, I'll, or, or I'll either ignore them or I won't be necessarily preoccupied by what's in their interests if it's at the expense of mine. Yeah, that seems to map on to a trend that you and I have talked to about in previous episodes, and that is this uh, uh, dis dissolving, if you will, of the key relationships set for whole companies and teams and everything else and the fact that we pull apart we can blame the pandemic but i think we just also can blame the fact that we don't know how to uh, deal with things that pull us apart rather than grab on tighter which i'm sure happened in a lot of those books and look after each other we were saying well we'll see we'll let it go uh, for another time, then we'll get serious again. Uh, of course, I'm just, I'm just yapping here, but I, I am touched really by the idea that those who wrote those children's books had children in mind when they wrote wrote them. They said, "What would I want a child to know about life in the story I'm telling?" And there was some love and compassion. I don't think editors would have let the book out you know, from, you know, their, their cue, if they thought there was anything mean-spirited or even self-absorbed in there, uh, unless that character was one who was challenged. I, I saw a video of a, uh, that, that was appalling, and it's been out there for a while, but I don't know why it crossed my screen, but it was a young girl's gymnastics class, and the person who was handing out medals Okay, to all of the uh, gymnasts, young young girls. Okay, was going on the line, putting medals over these girls. Maybe they were ten or eleven. Okay, and came to a black girl, walked right by her, and then put a medal under the next one. Oh my God. Okay, and you know, I'm thinking to myself, there's there's four reasons that's appalling. One is she just insulted that girl, her family if not her race. Second is she sent an extremely ugly message to the other girls there who were her friends. Exactly. Third is she reduced this young girl to thinking there's something wrong with me. And fourth is to the, to the world at large, somehow there's people out there that think that was okay. Yeah, same ones who probably would giggle so, at the, a Trump joke. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it. So you know, I. I guess maybe it's my dotage. You know, I see seventy four the next birthday candle, oh, and you birthday. know, I'm really getting to be very, very impatient with people thinking that ignorance is okay. Yeah. 
and you're hearkening back to the summer exercise we had, you know, how I spent my summer vacation mm -hmm. within the discussion partners. And you, you stop and saying, you know, we're, you know, let's, let's assume for sake of argument, we have lost it as leaders. We have lost the moral compass. Okay. And that's got nothing to do with how successful we are or we're not truthfully. It's the moral compass that, that leaders are uh, uh, expected to have. Yes. And exhibiting those behaviors, they're expected to manifest. And it's not it's not uh, incongruent, David, with the research that led to our last book that you interviewed me on, where for the first time, when we're looking at development programs, things like transparency and empathy and accountability are emerging as must to have versus nice to haves. That's right. The, the up and comers expect that of their senior leaders now yeah. and you know as we're talking about as leaders and we're talking about success and we're talking about the next generation and we're talking about satisfying our shareholders and and you know over our, our, our lattes at starbucks we're also talking about being worried about democracies and autocracy mm -hmm. maybe maybe we should just reset and start thinking about okay let's assume for sake of argument we've we've maybe underperformed as leaders. So we're still here. Okay. We haven't gone down for the dirt nap yet. So what are we going to do about it? <laughs> That's that that was the overarching conclusion for my partners. You know, okay, we just went through this exercise. We're going to write about it. We're going to speak about it. We're going to look like we're smart and all that other good stuff. But maybe we should start thinking about how we move away from the stupidity that clearly we adopted ourselves. And change it. Now there is the rub, and right. I I get that, and I think that there's probably no better time than now, uh, given uh, the way that clock is running toward this election coming up in less than a year, mm -hmm. and uh, that sense of uh, well, maybe I should um, open myself to more risk as a leader because it is risky and speak my heart and mind and uh, move things along much faster in regard if, if, to uh, keeping the best and letting go of the not so good in terms of anything we do. That That's a feeling that I think I would get after reading 50 books about, that, that, that we're telling children to trust adults. I think that the, well, I mean... <laughs> Trust us, we can do one, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the other conclusions we had is, you know, uh, I'm not sure how trustworthy we would be as leaders and just by adulthood based on the, the circumstances we have created that, that mm -hmm. I just alluded to a couple. Mm -hmm. But I think that, I think for us, you know, as a collective of reasonably intelligent people, uh, and that we need to step back and say, all right, it has to be an over the horizon look now at leadership of what it has to become versus what it is and what it was supposed to have been all along. Mm. That's that's where we ended. Oh, it's it's a fresh canvas and uh yeah I hey if you guys don't do it, who is? I mean that's the point. You've been you put yourself through an experience. There was some uh, reluctance at first, and what's Casey's nuts here? He's gonna. We we could be yeah, reading. 
But that would that may have been some of the kinder things, you know. I'll 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 spare your audience. The yeah, well, this is a family show focus, that I'm running here, it, huh? but yeah. you know that the, yeah, the thing it, is that I'm guessing now that among the, among the sixty or almost all sixty, they were moved by this experience themselves, personally they, moved by this experience to feel. If if we're now looking at the qualities of leadership. And we don't particularly like what we see. What do we want to see over that horizon? Yeah. When Moses came down with the Ten Commandments, mm -hmm. okay, the word commandment kind of got lost. And yeah. then you kind of step back and you ask yourself, yeah, okay, fine. I like six. I don't like four. Is there ten suggestions. Four? Yeah. The, <laughs> or, or, or ten things that don't appear on social media. But, you know, the, re the reality is it's we do understand what are the rules of the game. OK, mm -hmm. if, if you give if you give us credit for for some degree of self-introspection, we need to start living by what we know to be the better rules versus the worst rules. And we should stop. We should start confronting expediency. We should start confronting uh, 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 bad behaviors when they're when they happen right in front of us versus ignore them or, God forbid, laugh at them. Okay, think of, think of this, this issue with former President Trump, and I don't mean to pick on him as the only exhibitor, it's just the most recent one this weekend mm -hmm. here. I would have expected that if people listening to somebody say something so dumb about somebody who had been mugged in their own home, I would have expected booze, not laughter. Yeah. The next dude that says something like that, I want to hear him booed. Okay. If not, I'm going to send them all 50 of these goddamn books and tell them to read them. <laughs> the ilk of American society who is cheering the banning of children's books are the ones who would be clapping and laughing at a, at a bad, horrible joke like that. And that, that element of uh, nastiness that's around is um, it has to be confronted and and we've got to have the words and the deeds that say every book that goes out could be read by a family member if they choose it and no society can tell you which ones you can't read but that trend itself Tom like thinking of children's book they had they have aimed it at children's books they, they must have known. They must have had a sense that they were in that 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 was where the soft underbelly uh, was, and they went for it. Well, I think that one of the things that's happening now is the 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 extremism. Okay, is focusing is found its way into uh, uh, trying to restrain people from being aware. Okay. Mm -hmm. When you start banning books, you start limiting things that can be done, discussed in class, things like that. Why did the people expect that that's going to work? Yeah. <laughs> you know, because, you know, I mean, one of the things that's really pretty clear as part of the human DNA is curiosity. So Absolutely. Like, excuse me, Governor, you're telling me this, I can't read this? Where can I get a copy? Well, that's what, <laughs> I, of course, I read. I read the... The um, left side leaning um, accounts of things, and uh, 
I get I take great joy to hear that the book sales for some of those banned books went sky high or people were literally giving them away. So the, yes, there's there's always a yin and yang. And and uh but I wanna move toward this overall sense that you you and your partners have that a new vision of leadership, something about leadership that emerged in your reading these children's books has to be uh, put in the conversation. Well, I think if we, if we go back to the, to, to the scholarship of your Peter in terms of practice, mm-hmm. okay. You know, our readers, our research over the, since uh, during the pandemic and then continuing forward has led us to three conclusions. Okay. One is the next generation of leaders is running out of patience with our bad behaviors. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you know the they they have a really attuned sense of what is and isn't hypocrisy, and behaviors such as the empathy, accountability, and transparency now becoming necessary to have is an outcome of that. So that's for the leadership group, for the leaders themselves. All right, the conclusion that we've had based on the research we've done for our books, blogs, and including the summer exercise is that you need to slow it down, think about how you're coming across and revert right back to the way you think, you know it's supposed to be and move away from the self-absorption, move away from the expedience and start focusing on those behaviors or you'll be called out. Yeah. Third is, Third is that we need to, as leaders, not only call the question on ourselves if we know we're doing it the wrong way, mm-hmm. but call it the question on others in our peer group that we're that they're work, we're working with or working for, which is a risk, obviously. Yeah. Saying, "I'm sorry, that's just not acceptable." Yeah. Okay. Oh. So those are the three. Those are the three things that that that. Uh, uh, I, I, you know, there's, there's research conclusions, David, and then there's, you know, uh, bridge over the river Kwai moments where you slap yourself in the head and say, oh, my God, what have I done? Yeah. And there was a lot of that within the community this summer. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You know, there, there was, you know, there was uh, uh, a lot of very serious, first initially skeptical decisions, but then, you know, I mean, I'm really blessed to be surrounded by people who think yes. and want to talk about what they think yes. and want to change if it's not working yes. or at least open to criticism. And I think that, that that pattern of behavior and willingness to confront is something that we just need to be able to do. I hear a lot of things here, Tom, as I'm looking at our last couple of minutes, but one thing that I think I am I I've heard you say in your last comments is that most of us know full well what it is to be the kind of leader that our society and our children deserve. We know that, and we've, as you said at the beginning, kind of traded some of those well-known senses of what it is to be a leader for expediency, for uh, getting things done, no matter what the consequences, those kind of things. I think if if I felt that if you opened up 
a typical leader and there was none of those children values that would develop yeah. when they, that they were empty i would i would close the curtain and uh we would uh, find another place to to live yeah. but i think they're there i think that those good senses of responsibility for the well-being of others is innate and it's developed by by and large and you and it's reflected in what children hear in books but it's there and I if think that it's going to happen we're going to have a better world we also have role models you know miss cheney um yeah sacrificed her own political career and and and, and you know being a blue state moderate democrat her policy positions are nothing that I embrace. Trust me on this. But I do respect the woman and her commitment to democracy. Yep. Okay. That she must have read Paddington Bear or whatever she read. <laughs> okay. And, you know, that became, that was her red line. General Milley. General yep. Milley walking away from something that as the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, he should never have been involved with, then apologized. Yeah, and his end of watch basically saying to the people that are also in uniform, okay, and haven't been in uniform, saying, "Remember, the oath is to the Constitution." Yeah, that was very yeah. effective, and meaning he meant yeah, it too. You could yeah, tell. And, and and this is somebody who's now under death threats from congressmen from Arizona and the ex president of the United States. Yeah. So people people need to, to come back. Is that where where you're going with this, David? Is I think is if you're going to practice what you preach, better wake up and start really practicing it because people are noticing when you're not. Yeah, I think that's a that's a a, a good way to cap off. Still another, uh, Tom. When you and I talk, then I have have about a week after that. Like, oh God, I'm sorting out all my ideas. It's great. It's yeah. wonderfully stirring and. Uh, and I look forward to being able to put this uh, podcast out fairly soon. Maybe I'll put you in a different place in the queue, timed with when right. your uh, blogs and your books are coming. When is the blog coming out, Tom? Oh, uh, uh, the blog the blog comes out this week, but okay. it'll have a run. It'll have a run right right up until right just before Thanksgiving over the next six weeks. Great. It'll, it'll well, uh, let's mention as we're closing how to. How, how do people find your blog, Tom? I know you mail them to me, uh, and I love it, but. How do yeah, they, they find there's, it? They find it on our LinkedIn pages. Okay. They find mm -hmm. it on our webpage, www.discussionpartners.com. Okay. Okay. And uh, okay, I don't think you're going to find it in discussion for Trump, but you know, I would start out with the webpage. Okay. Those, those blogs get posted right away. Yeah. Oh, and, and folks, they're very readable. Uh, in maybe five minutes of open-eyed, open-mind reading, you absorb a lot. And obviously, if you want to know more, you can always reach out to Tom Casey and his wonderful partners, a couple of who've been on this podcast before. So, uh, Tom, thank you so much. This this was, um, as I say, now I'm all stirred up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, you know, that I think that bottle of single malt right in front of you, David, says it all. <laughs> Take care, Tom. Take care now. Thanks for listening to the Practice Podcast, where we discuss practice with a capital P. If you'd like to hear more, listen in on Spotify, Automatic, and 
Apple Podcasts or go to inactionresearch.com slash podcast dash page. And if you'd like to learn more about social inaction and the nature of practice, head over to inactionresearch.com for more information. Thank you for supporting this show. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Oh, and and one more thing. How could I forget? The book On Practice as a Way of Being is available now in digital form, something 